You are listening to episode 30 of the Happy Outdoor Families podcast. This episode is all about how we use technology outside. I can't believe that we have made it to 30 episodes already. I feel like that has really flown by. Today, I am excited to share a topic with you that I hope will be useful, and that is about our use of technology in the outdoors. I'm going to talk a little bit about our approach to how we use our phones when we're outside, and also share with you five apps that are free and that I have found incredibly useful and enhancing to our time outdoors. I can't wait for you to hear about it, and I would love to get your thoughts and hear about how you use tech outside. Listen in. Welcome to Happy Outdoor Families, the podcast that encourages and equips families to spend more time exploring and playing together outside. I'm your host, Emily Eisenbarger, And I hope that as you listen in each week, you will feel inspired and excited about reconnecting your kids and yourselves with the outdoors. Each Monday, I will be bringing you a grown-up episode featuring conversations about all things outdoor play and adventure related. Every Wednesday, make sure you tune in for an episode just for the kids to listen to with their grown-ups, where I will bring you a simple play invitation to get you started with some fun, open-ended outdoor play. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. I've been thinking a lot about how to approach the topic of using technology in the outdoors. Even though there are a handful of apps that we regularly use and love and that I think enhance our time outside, I felt a little apprehensive in putting this episode out there because it's easy to feel like pulling out your phone outside is inherently bad. If you've been listening for a while, you might have heard my episode outlining five reasons to spend more time outside. And one of them was that time outside can reduce our screen time. Technology has taken root in our lives in ways that I believe can be really damaging. Social media is incredibly addictive, and our phones cause us to be accessible and plugged in in such a way that it is easy to have absolutely no solitude in our days. By solitude, I mean time spent with your thoughts alone. Think about that. How often do you have complete solitude where you are alone and where you are not consuming any type of media? For me, It is honestly rare. One of the great benefits of time in nature is that it restores our attention and reduces stress and anxiety. Often, I am pulling out my phone because of stress as a method of escape and distraction, which of course doesn't really help in the long run. So I love that getting outside is a deterrent for overusing my phone and scrolling when I don't want to be or checking my email when I don't need to be checking my email. Of course, being outside isn't the only place that you can experience solitude and renewal, but in my experience, it certainly does help. So when it comes to use of technology outside, here's a general rule that you might find helpful. Before you pull out your phone, ask yourself, is the way that I am using my phone right now adding value to this experience? 
Can this use of technology wait until later when I'm finished what I'm doing? Am I using my phone to distract my mind? And if so, is that what I want in this moment? Or do I want to lean into discomfort or boredom or my thoughts and feelings right now instead? So I'll give you an example of this for me. I love photos and I love digital scrapbooking and making photo books for my family. So I will absolutely pull out my phone to take pictures and videos while we are outside playing and hiking and exploring. Because for me, that is a valuable part of our experience. And it's something that I obviously can't wait and do later. I also love to share bits and pieces of our outdoor adventures on Instagram. But in almost all cases, I choose not to post photos or videos in the moment. I value that sharing and having that community online, but it can definitely wait until later so that I'm not using up my outdoor time with my family writing captions. Remember that the answers to these questions will vary by person and that judging or shaming another person's tech use in the outdoors is not helpful or kind. Now that I've shared some of my approach to using my phone outside, I want to share five apps that have added value to our outdoor time, and they are all completely free with the exception of one that offers a paid option. So the first one I'll throw out there is definitely the most well-known and widely used, and that is All Trails. I actually don't use this app very much while we are out, but I do use it at home to plan for hikes. I have really been impressed with how comprehensive this app is. We've been able to pick out some new trails to try out, and it's nice to be able to quickly see reviews and level of difficulty before heading out. That being said, I would caution that the maps, in my experience, are not always perfect for the smaller trails that we do, so you might want to cross-check the trail on a different map. But that's also usually caught by the people reviewing the trail. So if you're checking out a trail and reading the reviews, you're probably pretty safe. If you want to use the maps while you're hiking in places, especially if you think you might not have a cell signal, and if you're interested in some of the other nice added features, you can upgrade to the pro version of the app, which will let you download maps, see real-time trail conditions, and will notify you if you get off track, which I think is a really cool feature. It doesn't cost much, and I think it would be well worth it if you are out hiking regularly. Personally, I have not yet upgraded to the pro version, and I still get a lot of value out of just having the free version of all trails. All of the rest of the apps that I'm gonna share are ones that we actually pull out while we are outside and use them. First up is probably my very favorite, and it is definitely the app that we use the most, and that is the Seek app. This is an identification app that can be used for plants, fungi, insects, arachnids, birds, mollusks, amphibians, fish, reptiles, mammals, and other species. We really don't use it much for animals, but use it regularly for plants, fungi, and insects while we are out exploring And it is seriously so cool. Seek was created by the iNaturalist team to be a really user-friendly app 
that allows people to identify the things that are living in their area. If you aren't familiar, iNaturalist is a database and app that allows people to be citizen scientists, reporting the living things that they observe and adding that information to the iNaturalist data. The Seek app is powered by that data that continues to be collected by iNaturalist, and you can opt to post your observations to iNaturalist to contribute to their efforts. What I really love about this app is, first of all, it works really well. What you do is simply point your camera at the thing that you want to identify, and you may have to move it around at different angles until um, you get just that right shot that allows the app to narrow it down to a species. If the app isn't able to get that specific, the really cool thing about it is that it will narrow it down as far as it can in real time. So it will show you the genus or family or order and so forth, as specific as it can be. Once it has successfully identified the thing you're looking at, if it gets it all the way down to the species, you can snap a picture and then that species is added to your observations. And right in the app, you can view other pictures of the species, see a bit of information about it, plus a full taxonomy, a range map, what time of year it's around, and also similar species. I am obsessed with this app. I love it. I think it is so much fun. Inside the app, there are also challenges you can complete and badges to earn based on how many different unique species you've identified if you or your kids are motivated by things like that. And it's just a great tool to be able to learn more about your local environment. My kids always want to pull out this app when they find something new, and honestly, so do I. I am never going to be someone who lugs around field guides and probably wouldn't be able to identify things on the fly with them even if I did. This app really makes learning more species in our area more accessible to our family, and we've all learned a lot. So again, this app is called Seek by iNaturalist, and I will put links to all of these apps in the show description so that you can easily find it there later. The next app that I want to bring up is along a similar vein, but it's all about birds. The Cornell Lab of Ornithology has developed several bird-related apps, and the Merlin Bird ID app is the most user-friendly and aesthetically pleasing. It is highly unlikely that you're going to get a close enough and clear enough picture of a small bird on your phone to be able to identify it using just a photo ID. Though the Merlin Bird ID app does have a photo option if you do have a good photo. What we use though is their Bird ID tool. So when you get the app, you first of all download bird packs for your region and this is all free. Then when you spot a bird that you want to identify, you click on Bird ID in the app. You select some different information about where you saw the bird, the date, the size of the bird, and they have this really useful scale for this so you can estimate it pretty easily. You put in the main colors of the bird and what the bird was doing, for example, flying or sitting on the ground or in a tree. And then it will create a list of the most likely birds based on the region and the information you gave. 
And again, it works so well. Right in the app, you can see pictures of the suggested species and you can select the one that you believe to be the bird that you saw. And you can confirm that this was my bird. And then you can see some pictures of that bird, read a little bit about it. You can listen to recordings of the bird calls. And then that bird will be added to your life list where you can go back and see all of the different birds that you have spotted with the app. And then the last thing about this app, which I am so excited about, is that they have recently added Sound ID. So if you are walking around the park and hear a bird song, but you don't even actually see the birds, you can pull out your phone, tap Sound ID, and the app will listen to the bird call and tell you what bird you are hearing, which is so cool. We previously used BirdNet for this, which is another app um, from the same creators, but is more geared towards scientists' use. Kind of like the relationship between um, iNaturalist and Seek, I think. So now that they've integrated this feature into Merlin Bird ID, that will be the only app that we use for birds. And I have to admit that I never really liked birds very much until probably the last few years. And since having kids, I honestly think that was something that really changed it for me, having my kids and having a window bird feeder. We've had such fun experiences watching birds nest and see their babies born in our trees and learning all of the names of the birds in our area and even start to recognize some of their calls. And really, for us anyway, birds are by far the wildlife that we see most often. So I love being able to learn a little bit about them with my kids. And I think that that fosters more of a connection to our outdoor spaces because they can hear those calls and see those birds and they know who they are. So those are my two identification apps, Seek and Merlin Bird ID. And those are so much fun. Highly recommend giving them a try. The next app that we have really been enjoying is one that I've actually already talked about on the podcast not too long ago, and that is the Twigs Outdoors app. If you want to hear more details about the creation of the app and what it is, you can listen to episode 22, The Pocket Guide to Outdoor Play with Graham Fraser, and he goes into the idea behind the app and how it was born. Twigs is an outdoor play app where you can find simple ideas to spark play outside based on a variety of factors, including age of your kids, type of space you are in, and weather. When I spoke with Graham, he mentioned that many of the ideas in the app actually came directly from observing how children in his outdoor preschool were playing and imagining, which I just love. For us, this app is most useful in moments where my kids are not interested in playing outside. And maybe I'm not feeling particularly inspired in getting them to play. Some days, opening the door to the backyard just doesn't feel that exciting for them. And in that case, I can give them a quick play prompt from the app, and they are usually able to run with it. And it will either turn into extended imaginative play for them or just get them back into their groove of finding ways to play outside. I love that I always have a little stash of ideas in my pocket. And in my experience, almost none of the activities require any supplies except for what you can actually find outside. And they don't really take any time to prepare 
so you can get playing right away. The app is still quite new, and there are new activities and features being added. At the moment, it is totally free. And I don't know if that will always be the case, but I definitely recommend downloading it and taking a look. To me, this app and the activities in it feel very Tinker Garden and Forest School-esque, and I just love that the ideas are all simple, imaginative, and open-ended. And it's also really everything that I'm trying to accomplish with my Wednesday Playtime episodes as well. Anything that I see as supporting and encouraging that kind of playtime outside, I am all about. Now, the last app that I'm going to share is one that we actually just discovered last week, and my kids have been having fun playing with it. It's called Plum's Photo Hunt. It is a PBS Kids app where kids can complete photo missions. They take pictures of various outdoor features to add to their field journal in the app. It is a really simple app, and I will be honest, I don't think this is one that we are going to use regularly. It will probably be a thing that we play with a few times and then put away for a rainy day. But I am totally fine with that because it's a free app that my kids think is pretty cool this week. I would actually keep this one in your back pocket for a day that you have a kid that maybe needs a little pick-me-up. You know those days when maybe you picked a hike that is just a little longer than your child normally likes to tolerate, and the whining has started and you are still a mile from your car. Or maybe you went out to the park and one child is just done, but everyone else still wants to play. Well, you can tell that child, guess what? Here's a photo mission for you. See if you can take a picture of something tiny and something brown and something you think is interesting. There's also a cute photo bomb feature where the kids can take photos and a little cartoon character will be placed inside of their photo. Now, I am not one to normally pull out my phone to appease a bored child. Whining is never rewarded with screen time in our house. But what I like about having this option is that kids are being encouraged to look closer and notice their environment. Surveys have noted that when we stop and take pictures on outdoor adventures, rather than take away from our outdoor experience, it can actually help us appreciate it more as we pay close attention and look for just the right angle or the best view to capture. I think it can be the same for our kids. They might be excited to get to use the camera on mom or dad's phone. And at the same time, they are being prompted to notice all of the interesting things that they might have been missing a moment before. Now, if you're not comfortable handing over a phone to your child, this particular use of technology outside could also be accomplished with a basic point-and-shoot camera. We got my oldest daughter a kid's camera for Christmas, and she absolutely loves it. I will link the one that we purchased in the show description. I really like it because it is durable and it has a lot of storage and it is really reasonably priced. Also, it's just a camera. It doesn't have any other apps or games or features, which for me was exactly what I was looking for. I hope that some of these apps will be useful to you. And remember that tech doesn't have to be all or nothing. And remember that tech doesn't have to be all or nothing. You know best 
what will actually enhance your outdoor time and be valuable to you and what won't be and what will actually take away from that experience that you're having. Answers to these questions will vary. But for us, these apps that I'm mentioning today are things that we really enjoy and learn from. And I'm really grateful for amazing technology that can teach me all about my native plant and animal life by just opening up my camera. And for endless trail information, play ideas, and so much more to be stashed right in my phone whenever it might come in handy. And speaking of using technology, thank you for being here and for listening today. I know that there are countless ways that you could be using your time and the fact that you have chosen to spend it here listening to me talking about these things that I love means the world to me. If you are willing, please take a second to tap that five-star rating in your podcast app and leave a review to say hello. I would love to connect with you. I would also really love to hear your thoughts and experiences on using tech in the outdoors. What apps have you used that you've had success with or what things have you found to be more challenging or detrimental when you're outside? You can find me over on Instagram at Happy Outdoor Families where I will be talking about this topic this week and all sorts of other things. I would love to connect with you there and hear your thoughts. I hope you have a great week that you're able to enjoy some time outside, that the weather is pleasant for you and that you remember and appreciate all of those things that you gain from being outside for yourself and for your families. Until next time, I will see you outside.